Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. You need to know what's happening. It's, 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 it's time to get in the huddle with Carl Duke, Brian Baldinger, and Jason LaConfora. Back for another edition of In the Huddle. Carl Dukes put him up along with my man Brian Baldinger. And, of course, you get a chance to check out Baldy on NFL Network. Check out his his uh, his breakdowns as well. Baldy's breakdowns, man. I look forward to it each and every week. But, Baldy, we're here. It is game night, guys. We are recording this podcast on the start of the NFL season. It is Thursday. We've got Chiefs-Lions tonight. And we'll talk about the game coming up here in a second. But we got to start, Baldy, with the conversation we've been having all offseason, and that is what was going to happen with the Bosa situation in 40, uh, with the 49ers. Yesterday, he gets the richest deal in NFL history for a defender. Um, a, a lot of people are saying, hey, the 49ers cave. Baldy, I don't see it that way. I think he's such an important part of their team and what they do, and he's a great player. Um, this is the market, right? I mean, it's not about whether he's better than someone else. This is what the market is. So I think I said it on this, you know, on, on one of our podcasts, Carl, but I, I know I said it in San Francisco last week. I just didn't understand why it even took this long. I mean, the 49ers have recognized whether it was Trent Williams, highest paid left tackle in football, whether it's Christian McCaffrey, highest paid running back in the game, whether it was Fred Warner at the time, he was the highest paid linebacker when they, when they signed him. It's, it's since he's like two or three. Uh, Kittle was the highest-paid tight end. Like, they recognized their star players, and they had po- they paid for them, all of them. You know, it helps that Brock Purdy's their quarterback, and he's playing on a seventh-round rookie contract. Sure. But this is who the 49ers are. They've got some of the best players, if not the best players, at a number of positions in this game, and they have rewarded all of them. And so, to me, Nick Bosa was the next guy. In fact, really, even – in his injury-marred year two years ago, I mean, they were already planning that we got to pay Nick Bosa, you know, and it's going to take probably the richest defensive lineman contract to get it done. And he makes everybody better. They went out in free agency, Carl, and they signed Javon Hargrave five minutes into free agency. And they said, we're going to put you right next to Nick Bosa. Like, let's go to work. Let's let these dogs eat. And so, look, it, it happens – I don't know, five days before their opener against Pittsburgh, he'll be in the lineup. I don't know that he'll play how many plays he's going to play, but he's going to play a lot. Um, you know, they're counting on him coming in to beat in shape um, and and teeing it up and going to beat a, a really feisty, good, talented Pittsburgh team. They need him in the lineup to do it. And so I just thought it was a matter of time. Um, I, I was just, like I said, I thought it was, I was a little surprised it took this long. But you're right, Carl, this is, 
this is just the price of doing business right now. And it helps that they found their quarterback in the seventh round. That will make paying these guys a little bit easier than it normally would if you had to go pay your quarterback a quarter of your salary cap. You believe, uh, at least I do, Baldy, this is their window because now you've locked up some of your key players. The defense is stout. And you're right. I mean, offensively, Debo, McCaffrey, all these guys. I mean, now is your window. If San Francisco is going to get to a Super Bowl, it's got to be here in the next few years um, while you're still paying Brock Purdy, you know, uh, pretty much nothing compared to what these quarterbacks are getting, even though, you know, he's just got the job. It is five years, $170 million extension for Bosa um, and $122.5 million guaranteed. So congratulations to Nick Bosa. I'm just curious to see how he balls out and, and what this looks like for the 49ers moving forward. The other thing we got to mention, of course, Baldy, tonight with the Kansas City Chiefs is Kelsey's situation. Do you think Kelsey plays tonight? I don't. I don't think he's going to play. I don't. I, the, winning week one doesn't matter. It really doesn't. I mean, I mean, for any team out there, like everybody wants to win, of course. Everybody's going to game plan to win in the Chiefs. But from a health standpoint, they get a mini buy here right off the bat. Like whatever happened to Travis Kelsey, like he obviously is a key ingredient if they want to try to get back and win another Super Bowl. I mean, he's probably, you know, after Mahomes, he's probably the most important guy they have. Uh, a couple things about it. you, you, you know, you play Thursday night, you get 10 days to get ready for the next game. I mean, get him ready. Like Travis Kelsey doesn't need to be dragging that knee. Mm-hmm. Um, swollen and, you know, his brother said there's no structural damage. We'll see about all that. But, um, you know, get the swelling out, get healthy, get back to being Travis Kelsey in week two. That's number one. Number two, I remember last year, Carl, I did the Chiefs opening game against the Arizona Cardinals. In the entire offseason, all we heard was the Chiefs will never be the same offense without Tyreek Hill. Mm-hmm. And they put up 42 on Arizona that day in their opener, and they could have scored 60. They took their foot off the pedal in the fourth quarter of that game. They could have kept going up and down the field on Arizona. Now, so that's that's that. But, you know, Andy Reid is, you know, he's he's in a category almost by himself when it comes to just game planning. And so I don't think Travis Kelsey's going to be in the lineup. Um, I think they will game plan around the loss of him. I think you'll see Jet McKinnon and Isaiah Pacheco, and Sky Moore. I think you'll see all these guys catch a lot of passes um, to make up for it. They'll, they'll miss them on third downs. They'll miss them in the red zone for sure. But they will game plan around the loss of Travis Kelsey. And if Detroit's sitting back going, oh, we got this one, no Travis <laughs> Kelsey or no Chris Jones, like they're sadly mistaken. Because that's – that's I just know Andy Reid. Look, they, they went to a Super Bowl with T.O. and they didn't know if he was going to play, not play. And he, you know, he ended up playing, but and they ended up losing. But the game plan was still really good. They just didn't execute it perfectly. But um, I, I just don't expect to see Travis. If he plays, it's just because the knee that nobody believes that the knee is going to get worse by playing. That's, you know, we saw Andy Reid take Patrick Mahomes out of a playoff game. Yeah, and he was dying to go back in, and he's like, <laughs> "Not until we get you checked. We're not, we're not putting you on the field until we get you checked out." And so. I feel like they're always going to err on the side of caution here. And to me, if there's any sort of chance that this thing could be worse by playing, there's no way we're going to see him tonight. 
I think, uh, Baldy, sometimes coaches have to protect players, right, from themselves, even if Travis wants to play. I know it's a big moment, right? They're dropping another banner. They're Super Bowl champs. It's going to be bananas as it always is in Kansas City. I get it. And he wants to be a part of that. But you're right. We got 17 more weeks. And I think, Baldy, to your point about the personnel, the Chiefs have enough, and this is no disrespect to the Lions, but they have enough to beat the Lions without Kelsey. I mean, you don't have to force the issue. This is not a playoff game. This is not a win or go home situation. So, you know, you see the number has gone down, guys. I will tell you, two weeks ago, it was Chiefs by seven. It's gone down because of the absence with Kelsey to four and a half points. I respect that because obviously the odds makers think that Kelsey's worth three. And, you know, that's a, that's a big probably deal. Worth more. Yeah, I agree. Probably is. Um, just with the way Mahomes constantly can find him, especially when he does the the Mahomes act, which is extend plays, get outside of harm's way, and go. But we saw this offense run the ball down the Eagles' throats in the second half of a Super Bowl game to go take that victory away from the Eagles. And I think Isaiah Pacheco and Jet McKinnon and Clyde Edwards-Alaire, like, I don't know. I'd, I'd want to go see what Detroit looks like defensively, if they can stop them from running the football. It's not what Andy Reid does. He likes to come out of the tunnel throwing it. I think he will, but, you know, there might come a time in this game tonight where maybe running it is the best way to win a game without Travis Kelsey. Let me ask you about the Lions since we're talking about tonight's uh, opener. It's uh, Brian Baldinger, Carl Dukes. It's in the huddle, guys. Subscribe, like us, tell your friends, and also follow us on YouTube at In the Pod or In the Huddle Pod, should I say, and that way you don't miss any episodes. And by the way, Baldy was putting out this week. We'll do this throughout the course of the season, and we'll answer a few questions here at the end of the podcast today. But we ask you guys, hey, if you have a question about your team, your coach, your players, send it to us via X, which is Twitter, usually where we're at. And uh, we'll get to those questions, guys, as the weeks go on. We'll certainly give you guys a shout-out as well. So make sure you're doing that. As far as tonight's game on the other side, Baldy, what do the Lions have to do to win this game? Listen, if they win – Right, Everybody all of a sudden is going to buy in and they're going to say, oh, the Lions go to the Kansas City Chiefs. They win. This is not a fluke. They're coming. Uh, but what do they have to do to get it done? Well, so, you know, I mean, look, Detroit finished strong last year. They finished up in Green Bay, beat, they beat the Packers. They won eight of the last ten games. It doesn't – none of that matters. Um, you have to become a confident football team to go on the road and win in Kansas City. And how do you get that confidence, Carl? You get that confidence by belief, but the belief comes from winning. Now, they haven't done anything this year. Like, I don't, I know Kansas City is going to play well. I just know it because that's how they're coached and they're, they anticipate the way they train, the way they go through preseason. They'll play well tonight. I don't know if Detroit will because I don't know. You could go up there and Dan Campbell is a, you know, he's got a dynamic personality in front of a room. Like, I get that, but you still have to go do it. And the players have to believe it. And the, the belief comes from going and winning in tough places. They haven't done that yet. Okay, winning in Green Bay with a, you know, a, a team that was going to divorce from Aaron Rodgers in the offseason. I don't know. Like, it wasn't a good season for Green Bay. I, I want to see they got two new running backs. The running game is a, is a dance, Carl. It's a dance, you know. Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery, they got to feel how it is with the offense line. We know the line is good, but still the backs got to – it's a feel thing, and they haven't really gone up against anybody yet. 
they're going to do that against Kansas City. And we just got to see what it looks like. But I don't think Detroit knows exactly how good they are, if they are good yet, until they start winning these games. And that's just that, – and until you win Super Bowls and you're a perennial playoff team and all that, you don't know who you are. Everybody's anointing them, and I'm one of those people because I believe they're, they're they have good talent. But you have to put it all together and execute third downs, red zone, you're kicking field goals or scoring touchdowns. You go for it on fourth downs because it's the right call, not because we're hoping that we're going to make it and we're going to extend this drive. Like all those things have to get established by winning tough games in your division, on the road. And we don't know if Detroit is that. We, we know their history says they're not. But this is a new Lions team, and I'm willing to give them um, that, you know, that sort of uh, uh, deference right here. But to me, they have to go do it. And it has to like, all right, let's see how you execute in Kansas City, in that atmosphere, offensively and defensively. Let's see you execute a two-minute drill. Let's mm. see you um, use the clock to your advantage. Like all these little situational football things, let's see him go do it. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It is uh, going to be an interesting first week, guys. Um, and Baldy has, I think, one of the best games this week with the 49ers and the Steelers. And I want to take a look at this game, Baldy, because I like the Steelers so much. Uh, and I'm saying going into the season, after seeing their roster, after seeing how they performed and, and Kenny Pickett is, is coming along and seeing, you know, George Pickens and, watching this team and I'm going, are they going to sneak up on some people? Now it sounds silly because it's the Steelers and they're, they're always competitive and good, but you know, people are looking at this division and they're going Burrow. They're going, uh, you know, Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. And they're saying, Hey, Deshaun Watson is back and Cleveland is loaded. I don't know if anybody's looking at the Steelers and going, not only can they win this division, this is, this is a playoff team. And I just wonder from what you're looking at getting ready for the game on Sunday, what is the Steelers? What, what's the deal? It's always been defense and run game, right? But they've got to rely on Kenny Pickett to make plays as well. And I think he's come along. He's going to take the jump in year two. Well, it's a, it, you know, look, Andy White and Omar Khan have done a good job of rebuilding this roster. I mean, there was a, there was a big dip when Ben, you know, was on, was on his downside and then, you know, tried to play. And then you got the rookie and there's Trubisky out there week one last year. I mean, it's, this team, like, you know, you got to think about this, Carl. The last time the Steelers won a playoff game, Kyle Shanahan wasn't in San Francisco. Mm. So we've seen a great deal of success from San Francisco. 
with John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan. A great deal of success. So, um, and a lot of playoff wins. Like, Pittsburgh hasn't had that. Now, they got to, you know, they've got the right leadership. They got the right coach. They've got to put this together against a great defense in San Francisco. I mean, this is a titanic matchup. I don't think, I think both teams are playoff teams. But somebody's going to lose Sunday. And, you know, whether it's San Francisco or Pittsburgh, I don't know. But, you know, somebody's going to lose this game, and they're still going to be a good team. If Pittsburgh wins it, it's just a confirmation of what you just said. Like, this is um, a, a, a really good a good total team that have upgraded in a lot of areas, and now they just proved it um, against we what we know is a good football team. So, you know, Kenny Pickett's in a big spot. Yeah, preseason, 13 of 15, 200 yards, touchdowns and all his drives. It's good when you can just hand off to Jalen Warren. He goes 62 yards, and that's a touchdown. But regardless – like, they've got some bona fide players here. Let's see how they play against a really, really great defense. I want to see what Pickett Pickens looks like against San Francisco with, you know, Bosa and Hargrave and Armstead, you know, and Drake Jackson, like, breathing down your neck. Let's see, you know, what kind of decision-making the quarterback makes. TJ's healthy, right? I know you saw him. I know you you guys kind of kicked it during camp as far as just getting caught up. He feels good. He, he looks good. You expect big things from T.J. Watt this season? Yeah, I do. Um, you know, it was just, look, it was an injury March season last year. It happens. happens to, you know, happened to Nick Bosa years ago. I mean, it happens to the, all these guys. Um, you got to bounce back from it. But I think, you know, with what they have up front, with Cam Hayward, T.J., uh, Highsmith, this rookie Herbig, um, Marcus Golden, like they've got dogs up front. Um, they've improved their linebacker core. I think it's the best linebacker core they've had in Pittsburgh in years. Mm. Um, you know, we'll see what the cornerback situation looks like. Uh, Levi Wallace, we'll see, you know, exactly what Patrick P has, you know, ha- what he has left. They'll be challenged by Pittsburgh or they'll be challenged by San Francisco for sure. So, but it looks like it's a front, a defensive front that can compete with anybody. And we might see two of the five best defensive lines in all of football um, at Acrisure Stadium on Sunday afternoon. As far as the 49ers, Baldy, uh, and Baldy has this game, by the way, on Sunday, 49ers uh, visiting Pittsburgh. Offensively for the 49ers, I look at their skill, guys, and, and I just kind of shake my head because they're, they're nasty. I mean, McCaffrey is the guy that stirs the drink, obviously, but Samuel and Ayuk, and I'm thinking – Kittle, and some people are saying Kittle's good. You know, he's falling off, and I'm going, what are you guys watching? I don't know what you're paying attention to. Baldy, that offensive from a skill set standpoint, are they the best in the league? When you start looking at that offense and from running back to the receivers to their tight end, it's pretty damn good. They're good. They're really good. And Eli Mitchell's the backup to McCaffrey. They can play both those guys at the same time. We can always They can always put Debo in the backfield do a number of different things with him. They got a lot of versatile parts. We'll see if, if Kittle goes on Sunday. A little he's bit questionable, right? He's questionable? He, yeah, he's questionable. And it really it, – it's a little bit like um, like Kelsey in Kansas City. Like, it just doesn't make sense to push it. Um, so, the, the injury he has can be a little – like, I, I don't I don't know exactly the, the level of it, but, it, like, it's one of those injuries that – it doesn't get better necessarily by playing, you know. It gets better by rest and treatment. So, and and George has had his he's had his little nicking knickknack injuries over the course of his 
seven years in San Francisco. Like they don't have to push it with him, but it's okay. Like they have enough around the quarterback. You know, look, this is, you know, we're going to talk a large part at the open about Kenny Pickett and Brock Purdy. You know, here's one, one guy was taken the 20th pick in the first round. And here's a guy that was taken the last pick in the seventh round, but it really doesn't matter. It's just, it's just a story. Like, it doesn't matter where you get taken. It's, all it matters is how you perform and how you execute what's asked of you. And then beyond that. And both of them did that last year. Pickett really played much better down the stretch, just the way we saw Purdy play great down the stretch. Um, none of them have, you know, neither one has started, you know, 12 games yet. So we got to see how it looks, but it's a great, it's a great contrast in these quarterbacks. Like doesn't matter where you get them, as long as you get them. And as long as you, your players around that quarterback believe in them, and I believe both teams 100% believe in their quarterbacks. Baldy, you've talked about the linebackers for the 49ers. Uh, we spent a lot of time last year on these guys. Dre Greenlaw, Fred Warner, they both can run and make plays, right? I mean, are, are they still upper echelon when you talk about linebacking cores in the league? I think they're as good as anybody. Um, you know, they're, they're a zone team, and so – they both have tremendous speed. They both diagnose very quickly. Um, sometimes they look like they're on blitzes, and it's just really just how quickly <laughs> they read things. You got to put Hafanga down in the box because that's when he makes some really big plays when they drop, you know, uh, they, they drop Talano down there. Uh, they play, and, and when they do play man, um, and they, and they want to blitz, and they blitz Fred Warner and Al Greenlaw's in man coverage on running backs or tight ends. He's basically as good as anybody. Um, their matchup zones, how they defer and how they go to the three-man side, two-man side, how they kind of delineate their um, th- their what their duties are. I mean, they're as good as anybody. How they play together. I mean, they're they're exceptional and uh, they're fun to watch because they fly. They fly to the football. As you guys see, Pittsburgh, two-and-a-half-point underdog uh, at home as we're looking at, you know, this week. And, of course, you know, that the 49ers uh, are, are two-and-a-half-point favorite on the road. It's, it's going to be an interesting game, man. I cannot wait. It's in the huddle. Carl Dukes along with Brian Baldinger, Jason Lock on four, are part of this podcast as well, guys. And as we get ready for the first weekend of the NFL season, a lot of things are, are you know, people are looking at games, they're looking at – Uh, scenarios with teams tonight we get the opener lions chiefs and we talked about that baldy i do want to spend a little time on the coaching uh situation as we start the season you know um obviously andy reed's on top and the super bowl champion but there are a lot of great coaches in this league from tomlin to to uh you know belichick obviously shanahan you're going to see him on sunday but is there a guy that is going into this season with a little bit of pressure as we start the season, not as we get into it. Is there somebody that you go, hey, we're starting the season and 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 they're looking at him. You know, there's been this friction between, I think, Sean Payton and his quarterback, Russell Wilson. And the, the comment was interesting is what he said about Russell. Stop trying to be a politician. Let's play football. I don't know what happens there, but is there a guy as we start the season that you're going, hey, there's a little pressure there? Well, there's a couple places. Let's just go to the AFC West because – if Sean, if Sean Payton turns this Denver team around, whether he does it with Russell Wilson or he goes to, um, you know, to to the backup there, like if he turns this thing around and they get competitive, they you know they they've lost I think fifteen straight to Kansas City. Now if they beat the Chiefs, if they 
climb, if they're in the race in December, like hats off to Sean Payton. Like he's worth everything that they had to sacrifice to get him. I mean, th- it would be unbelievable for him to turn that thing around. The guy that, to me, that, that has all the pressure on him right now, if there's such a thing, is Brandon Staley with the Chargers. There is just no more excuses with the Chargers. I mean, they've got a loaded roster. All right. They've addressed free agency. Eric Hendricks comes in. They go out and get themselves a number one wide receiver. Um, they take care of the running back. They pay the quarterback. Like, you know, you're going to line up with Cleo Mack and Joey Bosa week one against the Miami Dolphins. Like, there's just no more excuses with the Chargers, period. I don't care who gets hurt, if they get hurt. Like, it doesn't matter anymore. Like, they've got to win playoff games. To be up 27 nothing and collapse like that, like, that pain, if you're the Chargers, like, you never forget that pain. And it never gets, it, you know, it, it never goes away. Like, I I played for Tom Landry. The Ice Bowl game in Green Bay, the pain of losing that game on the quarterback sneak, sneak um, it, it never went away from Tom Landry, ever. He, he always talked about that and how that was a defining moment in turning the Cowboys around. So, I think if I just had to pick one guy, Brandon Staley's the guy right now. And, of course, you know, you're in Dallas, Mike Hon- like Mike McCarthy. Like, the spotlight's on. Yeah. Dak Prescott and Mike McCarthy. It just is. And so I would say those two spots, um, there's a big spotlight on both of them. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, and I'm curious to see how the Chargers start because now you said it, they paid their quarterback. Herbert was going to get his, but if they start out slow for whatever reason, uh, yeah, it, it's going to heat up. All right, let's talk a little bit about uh, future projections. And we want to be clear here, guys. For Baldy and I, this changes week to week, okay? Mm-hmm. Literally. As we look at the season and we'll come back every week and we'll be talking about guys and I'll say, Baldy, I can't believe I saw. And he'll say, oh, I can't believe because guys elevate through the season. And some guys fall. And then as we get closer to the end of the season, you see and you truly know who the the real potential defensive player of the year is or the offensive player of the year. So we want to we want to make sure we say that before we give these predictions, because we're a long ways away. But we're having some fun with this because at the start of the season, it's what we do. All right. With that said, let's talk about who you think is potentially first MVP. Right. It's got to be Mahomes up there. Who's the other candidates? Are there are there distinctively three or four other guys that you truly believe, hey, they will be in the mix at the end of the season for MVP? I'd say Joe Burrow. I'd say Joe Burrow, and I know he's missed preseason with the calf, but I think that team is like I that's that's you know, I'm, I'm picking Cincinnati to go to the Super Bowl and represent the AFC. 
They've been knocking on the door two years in a row. Obviously, they went two years ago, lost to Kansas City last year. But I just think Joe Burrow just has um, it. It <laughs> just has it. He's got the guts and the the moxie and the toughness and the skill that is up there with anybody. And so I I think to me Joe Burrow is to me number one. And look, you could give Mahomes the award every year. I think sure. But I, I'm going to say Joe Burrow is the league MVP right now. I expect big things from Cincinnati. Like that team is just loaded. They're just loaded. They're, they're, they're loaded the way you have to be loaded, whether it's receivers or offensive line or defensive personnel, young in some spots, but a proven defensive coordinator. I'll just say Burrow right now is the MVP. Okay. I, I am. Uh, I think Jalen Hurts tasted it last year. And if he's able to put together a similar kind of season, okay, um, we know how good that roster is, Baldy. And I think their offense is better now. I think with what they've done, their offense is better. And and Jalen doesn't have to do as much maybe as he even did last year. So I'm going to say Jalen Hurts. Good choice. We, we, Great we, choice. We could choose, as Baldy said, we could choose Mahomes every year. It's like Jordan when he was in the league. You get handed to him. But there are other guys who will be worthy. And I do think the Eagles, one, will be good. Two, I think Jalen Hurts is going to put up big numbers. And if he does, he is going to be in this conversation at the end of the year. Well, I, look, I mean, I had Jalen above Patrick Mahomes as the MVP of the league. People like like said I didn't know what I was looking at until the injury against Chicago in week 15 last year. Like, he was crushing the MVP. He was like, crushing he, it. To me, between the rushing touchdowns, the deep balls, the record, I mean, everything – to me, was was about Jalen Hurts. Now he got hurt and he missed a couple games, and um, but and Mahomes just you know won the Super Bowl. So I I get Mahomes and and worthy and desire desire um, deserving. But I had Jalen Hurts right there all year. All right, we're going to take some questions here from some of our listeners uh, in just a second. But before we do, Defensive Player of the Year, Offensive Player of the Year. Do you have any idea where you're going with this right now? And again, guys, this is based on what we know, and we're going into the season, and we're projecting, and, and this will change. Halfway through the season, I'll ask Baldy and Jason, hey, well, where are we at? What, who right now is the offensive player and defensive player of the year? And I can guarantee you it probably won't be the same person. But let's give our uh, our viewers and listeners a chance to, to uh, see what we think. Well, I, I mean, I'll take Micah Parsons as a defensive Oof. player of the year. Me too. Uh, he's already um, said to me on national TV – <laughs> that he's going to get two interceptions this year. Um, he, he does not have an interception the first two years, and the second interception ball is going to be signed and delivered to me. So I, I'm, you know, I'm not, and that's not the reason why I'm choosing. I just think that they have all these pieces around him right now. Mozzie Smith's going to make a difference. Stephon Gilmore's going to make a difference. Third year with Dan Quinn, like I think it's set up for Micah to just rip off an MVP type performance and type of year. Um, so I would I would say um, Micah defensively right now, and offensively, I don't know. Like, be hard for me to say that you're going to get a better running back performance than Nick Chubb this year. Mm. He's dedicating the season to Jim Brown. I think he's highly motivated. He lays in the weeds in the background, but nobody has put up five yards of carry for five straight years in a row. In this league, Jamal Charles did it, but he was hurt for a lot of those years. Like, I just think Nick Chubb, and I think what Cleveland can do, I'll say Nick Chubb is the offensive player of the year. 
Baldy, I love both of those. Uh, and I really like Micah Parsons. You know, he said, um, I'm tired of coming in second. <laughs> and and I loved, I yeah, love that. Answer. It is. I love that quote. And he was like, I, I just want to take this thing to the next level. By the way, great kid, man. Great, great kid, man. I mean that, you know, he's a young man, but like we we know he can play football at a high level, but he's a really good guy. And uh, I love the way he put pressure on his teammates in camp. He was going, Baldy, you were there. He's putting, he's going and getting after the quarterback. And they're like, hey, Micah, slow down, right? You know who who else did that and still does that? Aaron Donald. Like you talk to guys that have to go against, you know, Aaron Donald in walkthroughs and on Friday practices and you have to buckle it up. And I played with a guy in Randy White. He was the same way. Um, There's just certain guys. Warren Sapp was like that throughout his career. There's just certain guys that when they step on a football field, it's just it, – it, it's the funny funny games ended. You know, Mike is a fun guy to be around. Yeah. He really is. And, you know, you see him at the Super Bowl. You see him in a public setting. You see him at a Sixers playoff game. You know, whatever it is, he's fun guy to be around. And he can cut it up with you and steps on the field now. It's just it's just different. It's just it's some guys, they don't care about what they think, what other teammates think. And what Some guys step on the football field between those lines, and now it's it's life and death. And that's kind of how they approach day to day. One thing Mike said to me though, he like you watch. I was watching his um, YouTube clips of him in high school. He went to you know he went to high school in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, and you know he was just a man amongst boys. You know when he was in high school, but he he's been in Mike McCarthy's ear to play offense. Whether it's really handing it off to pitching it to him. Wow, I, I think we're going to see something this year. For Mike on offense, it's going to happen. I, I don't know if it's just one play or yeah. if there's a little package, but I think you might see him on offense this year. That's fun. I mean, honestly, that's that that would be fun to see. Man, I, I cannot wait, Baldy. I know you're going to have a great call in Pittsburgh. We will be talking about coming back next Tuesday, guys. All the things that happen. Jason and I are going to jump on Sunday evening and do a, a quick hit to just kind of recap what we saw and what we thought. Um, on Sunday evening after the the, the 4 o'clock games Good. before we get to the 8 o'clock games. And so we're going to be here all year for you guys, and certainly we want you to be a part of it. In the huddle, subscribe. In the huddle pod on YouTube. Follow Baldy. Follow myself. Follow Jason Lock on 4. Make sure you're up on everything that's going on in the NFL. And thanks for participating. We'll do those questions every week, guys, as we'll start taking questions and, and seeing what you guys are thinking. And I'll just say this, Carl, like I will be breaking down this uh, Chiefs-Lions game tomorrow morning starting at 6 a.m. Okay. So Baldy's breakdowns, like I'll flood it with the good, the bad, the ugly, the surprising things that you didn't see on the broadcast uh, tonight. So that will – they will be coming through on various platforms uh, early tomorrow morning. Awesome. All right, guys, enjoy the football. We've been waiting, and we get a chance to enjoy it this weekend. Baldy, have a great call. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you guys on Tuesday right here on In the Huddle. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. 